0: Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions.
1: Hello, welcome, all of those of you who are listening or those of you who are watching us on YouTube. This is Retirement Straight Talk, and this is episode number 36. I'm Paul Bareka. I'm here with William Bareka. My hey Paul, how's it going today? Uh, it's it's a grand day. It's early fall. The sun is out. Can't complain whatsoever. Good stuff. So today we're going uh we've changed our format a bit, moving from uh what we were doing last year, moving into slightly longer and more depth issues. And today we want to talk about really. Some of the problems that we hear from our clients that they typically have, and then we want to talk about. well, let's how do we help them solve those problems? We'll share a few success stories with you, and we'll talk uh, about who we tend to work best with. And that that might be helpful. I think, and for the, those listening, whether you're a client or not, to expand so you have a little bit more clear idea and how we focus on our things. And first thing, I, I think there's a huge misconception, William. Yeah. About how to be successful financially,
2: well, and even on the role of what a financial advisor does, yeah. yeah, everyone or not everyone, but quite a few people, whether it's you know prospects we we meet with or even just people I meet and they ask what i do. um they they, they typically just think financial planners just pick, they're there to pick investments, pick stocks, pick the investment funds, whatever it is and that's a big misunderstanding because really the proper role of a financial planner is it it involves picking investments you know that's definitely a big part of what we do yep but there's way more that goes into it than that like we look at things holistically in our business Paul through a personalized approach we help together with the people working with to help plan every aspect of their financial life and so a lot of that is goal setting we help you Clarify those goals. So what you want to do with your money and then provide a plan to help get you there. And then just quickly along the way, we also act as like a coach to help keep you accountable, to make sure you stay on track to that plan. The analogy you can use is like a a personal trainer uh, in the gym. You can go on YouTube and look at all the workout videos you'd like and and things of that nature. But uh, having a trainer keeps you accountable make sure you're actually going to the gym you have those appointments you have to keep and they also make sure again they give you a personalized plan to help you reach whatever fitness goals you have for yourself and make sure you're doing all the little things right that often you can't find
1: on the internet on youtube on youtube or or whatever the case is and that reminds me as i mentioned a very good friend of mine Who's my age? In sl- he, he bikes 110K every weekend, slender as a rail, top condition. He did his own training as his own gym in his basement. Uh-huh. And he says, Oh, Paul, I can just go on YouTube. I can get all the exercises I want. Then he started to use a trainer. And he says, Oh, boy, Paul, I couldn't believe it. How much I was doing wrong, how just slight positioning changes when you're doing your exercises use completely different muscles. And he says, this is fantastic. I had no idea what I was missing. And it kind of reminds me of, there's a Mark Twain quote that I love (laughs) and it says, it ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. And boy, is that accurate for all of us, by the way, all of us. Yeah.
2: And so Sorry, Paul, just like in terms of specific problems we solve for our clients, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest ones I I find is just general financial anxiety um, because people don't know what they should be doing, if what they're doing should be right, or a lot of people don't have a plan at all. Um, And so there's that anxiety of not knowing, for example, if retirement is one of their big goals. Do I have enough? Am I saving enough? When am I going to be able to retire? So just reducing that anxiety of giving them, again, a personalized plan and periodically updating them in terms of where they are in terms of reaching that goal, that's a big uh, reduction of financial anxiety for, for our clients.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, we ask all of our clients, we give them a document. This is what's important Mm -hmm. to you. And it outlines 15 to 20 different common financial anxieties, problems. And there's four of them that the clients check off. And we typically ask them to check off three that are most important to them. And the four that are 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 checked off most are ones, I need peace of mind, sense of security. Um, Number two, knowing if they have enough enough to do whatever, whether it's retirement to help their kids, whatever. Three is taxes. They know that we are a heavily taxed society. And number four is is taking care of the investments. So maybe we'll just go in and first say, well, we know what that's not. We already talked about it. That's not just trying to pick the best investments. Yeah. It's looking at a very, very thing. And you talked about written goals, Will. Well, could well, you just, imagine? Go on, Paul. Sorry. Well, I said, I mean, goals or or a plan. Could you imagine an architect without architectural drawings? Could you imagine a lawyer who would sit down, who doesn't spend a lot of time diagnosing the case and then develops a strategy to move forward? Could you imagine almost any business that doesn't have a business plan? Well, how long will it be before they're they're bankrupt? But yet so many of us, so many Canadians go through life without any plan for their future, just kind of, using hope as a strategy well but how that really hurts them is one of the things that's proven psychologically is one of the things that people want most is to have control of their life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: control of what they do when they do and this is psychologically proven well you know what you need to do that you need money and you need to determine how much money you need so when you're you know maybe you're 60 you can you can quit that job that you hate then go work at something you like part-time for fun. So you're not stuck at doing something you don't want till you get old. Going back to the investments as well,
2: a big part of the problem we solve in that area, again, as we've been over, it's not picking what the best stock is. Um, A lot of it is just crafting, again, relating to your plan, your financial plan in terms of an investment portfolio that aligns with your specific financial goals and acting again as a coach to make sure you stay committed to that because a big problem that a lot of people have with investments is switching constantly switching back and forth to investments that don't necessarily align with their goals they're just kind of trying to chase the market all the trends exactly yes. so a big part of the value we provide again is not picking those specific investments but steering you away from impulsive decisions that can be very, very costly to your financial plan and staying uh, true to your uh, to your
1: long-term plan. And how many clients, we've had several clients call in and do this. And of course, our clients control their money. We're just there to advise. And oh, when the marijuana craze started three, four years ago, a couple of clients called, I want to buy marijuana stocks. Now, and we bought it for them because it's their money and they haven't done very well with that. Uh, we've had clients who have called us Uh, before an announcement about where interest rates are going in the States. And I go, why are you concerned about this? And they've inevitably lost money because they've listened to something somewhere who's predicting something, something they can't control. And that's, again, where we hopefully come in. A good advisor will come and say, no, if we're going to do this successfully, it's a long-term plan. We have a strategy. We stick with it. And that follows what you're saying there, Will yeah
2: so going now moving away from the investments paul you also mentioned a big uh priority of a a lot of our clients is tax planning and reducing their tax burden and this is another i think big misconception that a lot of people feel like if they have an accountant then their tax planning is uh taken care of and having an accountant uh prepare your
1: tax return is not uh it's not tax planning well, I've always said, well, you need to understand the difference between tax preparation and tax yeah, planning and exactly. tax planning. Tax planning is in the future. Tax preparation is just putting on paper what happened last year. That's not tax, but plan- good service. Nothing wrong with it at all. No,
2: no, no. I'm, I'm, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it. You, a lot of people do need it, but it's not tax planning and tax planning. It's actually one of the most powerful tools when building and preserving wealth. Um, yeah. Often, often a lot more uh, consequential than trying to earn an extra percent or so on your investments can be the
1: tax part of it. By the and, way, do you know? In I, I got interrupt here. There's something called Tax Freedom Day, uh-huh. which is done by the Fraser Institute, and that's the day that every year they say Canadians, yeah. the average Canadian family, works until this date every year, and everything they earn up until that date goes to taxes. And everything after that, they get to keep. Well, Tax Freedom Day in 1981 was May 18th. So back in 1981, you worked everything you earned, the average family, up until May 18th, went to the government. Well, in 2022, that's changed to June 15th. By the way, the average family income, which according to the Fraser Institute, has an income of $129,000, $598 income, family Pays 45.2% of everything there and in some form of taxes. And by the way, if you're in a higher income bracket, which many of our clients are, you're paying way more. And I'm talking about not just income tax, all sorts of tax, you know, whether it's liquor tax, gas tax, your realty taxes, you're paying up to 60, 70% in taxes. And people just resign to this, in my opinion, anyway, they just resigned to it. One
2: of the essential aspects that we do with tax planning, Paul, for our clients is, first of all, we understand their unique tax situation. We we make sure we have their tax returns every year so we can fully understand where they're at in terms of um, their taxable situation and helping to optimize tax strategies to help them kind of like you were going on about keeping more of their hard earned money. So this can include income planning. So as they approach retirement, the best way to which, the most tax-efficient way to withdraw their investments. It can be helping the plan to make sure they get the most deductions or tax credits, or something like whether it's optimal for them to invest in an RSP or or a TFSA. These are all some of the things that we we do to help our clients
1: care uh, yeah. of their money. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward a bit, and this, this is a plan we did or a client's real situation a little while ago and it was a retirement plan and there's a couple there were several different options to draw income out and we looked at all the options and looking at one option over the other we are able to develop a plan that would add two million dollars of after-tax estate into the client's family situation this is by the way, this is assuming they're drawing out the exact same amount of after-tax dollars during retirement. Two million dollars. This is the power of of doing a plan of uh, of doing it properly. And uh, by the way, this was a it took a fair bit of time to do this, and you did a lot of the work on it, William. So that's one of the 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 types of situations that can be solved by doing the proper plan, and the type of situation that can be missed if you don't bother with it because you're too busy. Yeah.
2: Let's move on, Paul. Another, um, another problem you said that uh, most of our clients want us to solve for them is the retirement planning. And that's obviously one of the biggest financial aspects of most people's lives. And we do that. It's an ongoing process, by the way. It's not a one-time event, um, but again, going back to goals and helping clarify goals, we help our clients enunciate. When do you want to retire? How much income do you need to live on comfortably uh, annually on an after-tax basis? And then beyond that, are there any special goals you have when you're retired? Maybe, maybe you want to take a big vacation uh, when you're retired. Maybe you want to help Give some money to the kids. Yeah, help help your kids with a down payment on their home. Um maybe fund grandkids um our RESP education plans, whatever, whatever the goal is, big renovations around the house. And then we help clarify that all into a plan so that so they know what do they need to do right now to achieve that goal that they've clarified for
1: us. Well I think you hit it, the nail on the head. A lot mm-hmm. of people aren't clear where to start, what to do, and they're not clear on how to do this. And oftentimes uh, They'll have little bits and pieces of what needs to be done, but they're missing pieces.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's kind of like, well, you can have a car, you can have four wheels without the steering wheel doesn't work very well. Uh, (laughs) So, again, you you hit it on the head. A lot of times people, they're not clear on what needs to be done. They're not clear about after tax pretext. They're not clear on what should we draw out first. Uh, uh, a, A case that often happens, we'll do a retirement plan. Or someone will tell us, here's how much income I need for retirement. I need X dollars a year. But when we dig into that further, we find, oh, that doesn't include holidays. That doesn't include, oh, I want to help my kids and give some money to help them get their first home. Or right. it, it doesn't includes, include it provisions. They're
2: normal monthly expenses typically, but like yeah. you said, it doesn't include all the extra items that inevitably come up in life.
1: Yeah. And that is not uncommon at all. So again, uh, that's really important. Some of the th- thing, and if this isn't done properly, you're not really using your time, that the value that, you know, junk in, junk out, that, right. That's the simplest way of putting it. So that's true. And really what we're trying to do is, I mean, we have a process at our firm and it's called the guidepost formula. And what we're trying to do is put all the parts, as you mentioned, of the client's financial puzzle in one place, in an organized manner, so they always know where they are and where they're going. And again, what what type of business wouldn't have wouldn't have plan to move forward? Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about this already. Any organization, any professional has a very clear plan, but most people, um, they're you know they get caught up in life. And oh boy, how many times have we heard this, William? I can't do retirement planning now. I'm 10, 15 years away from retirement. I'll do it closer to retirement. Or yeah. uh-huh. I just retired. I don't need to do retirement planning. I'm already retired. Yeah. Both fallacies. If, uh, we already talked about tax planning and retirement planning. they need to start decades ahead of time. Uh, and if you're retired, great. How much money should you be drawing out of which account this year and next year to maximize your efficiency. And in three, four, five years, when everything has changed, when what your needs have changed and the world has changed, how does that need to change? Maybe you need to draw to a different account now. Maybe you need to change your investment portfolio. So big that's a misconception that I often hear. And again, as you mentioned before, planning process is not a one-time event. It's, it's a lifetime process that changes everyone out there listening right now, what they feel they want and need probably 10 years ago was somewhat different and 10 years from now, again, it'll be somewhat different now. And that is, goes into one of the other things that's important. And that is regular updating, regular reviews, regular changes on the plan. And to do that, Will, well, you really, as, as an advisor, you need to, Dig deeply into the clients. You need to understand their balance sheet. You need to understand their assets, their liabilities. You'd have to have their tax return every year, so you understand. Without the tax return, you don't know their marginal tax bracket. You really can't provide much tax advice. You really also need to look at their risk management. That's something we haven't chatted about yet. Risk management. Every business goes through has risk management. If you're in a company, let's say you have a business and you have a partner, you'll have Uh, buy-sell agreements funded by insurance. Because if you don't and your partner passes away, now your partner with your partner's wife and that will often, or your partner's spouse, I should say. And that often means the business just goes, uh, it just crumbles and decades of hard work and value can go down the drain without risk management. The risk management for, for families is just, some insurance, some life insurance, disability insurance.
2: Ne- need to, to make Columbus sure insurance? that it, if, you know, if you get killed on the highway tomorrow or if you have a stroke, that any of your dependent children um, and or your spouse has enough money to take care of all the essentials. Because these things, most people think they'll never happen to them, but they actually happen a lot more than than you think. And that's why insurance costs what it costs, actually, because if, if these things never happen, then insurance would almost be free because there'd be no risk to the insurance companies.
1: Yeah. Of course, no one wants to pay for insurance. I don't want to pay for insurance. You don't want to pay for insurance. But if I ask you a question, William, would you know if your salary got reduced by 2 or 3% today, would you notice it? Uh, no. No, I would not. No. No. And oftentimes it's as small as one or two or 3% of salary that you take away that you wouldn't even notice that can protect a lifetime's worth of work that can protect, you know, your partner, your spouse, your family, your kids, that can protect everything. It's right. that cheap. But for some reason, some people have, you know what I found? Some people just hate giving money to insurance companies, Yeah. but this is key. Again, businesses do it, risk management, um, as a family or if you're a business owner, you need to do too. If you're a business owner, a small business owner, maybe you've built up a business. Maybe it's worth a million dollars, maybe two, maybe five. If something happens to you, all that hard work may go right down the drain and it would happen quickly unless you have risk management in place.
2: So Paul, are there any other uh, problems today that we typically solve for clients that you'd like to review before we um, get into who we typically provide the most value for?
1: Well, of course, there's, you know, your estate plans need to be dealt with. This is making, you know, the basics are having a will. It makes and by sure the way, they're...
2: Paul, sorry to interrupt quickly before you go on. Another uh, common misconception is that a lot of people think estate planning, it's often associated with wealthy individuals. Um, like super wealthy individuals, but state mm. planning is actually an essential process for everyone regarding of your financial status, because uh, a well-crafted estate plan goes beyond just, just distributing your assets, it ensures that making sure your wishes are actually honored, your loved ones are protected in certain circumstances, circumstances, and that your legacy endures for
1: future generations. Yes, yes. And you're right. Except when you're in a very, very basic situation. um, It's important to think about this. Deal with a good lawyer. I always suggest to people, I mean, we help people, we refer people onto lawyers. If your estate is any more except the basic, basic, I would tend to not send people to a lawyer who is basically a real estate lawyer who does wills on the side. If your situation is really basic, that's probably okay. But if you have a business, if you are in a second marriage, uh, if your partner is in a second marriage, uh, if you have kids and grandkids, it's a whole different ballgame. And there's a number of different avenues where you might want to consider, such as trusts, that can ensure that, one, you can save a pile of taxes in your estate rather than giving money away to the government. Um, you know, it stays in the family to a greater degree, yeah. but the estate is equalized in a proper manner. And again, that can avoid family squabbles and, you know, family squabbles. Once one is gone can sometimes result in your kids never talking to each other again, because they get into an argument about money because it wasn't discussed ahead of time. Yeah. So that's another part of, of moving forward with a proper financial plan. So we should and
2: move I, on now paul to um to who we work with. Um, i want to, hold on before we do that,
1: I want to talk about a few success stories uh, and we talk about personal business, and one of the things we've started to ask our clients is, why do you deal with this? And we're getting back things people are saying like you're like family. you're much more personal than other advisors. I think this is important. I think that gets. The crux where ad- good advisors need to get personal with clients, because the more they know personally about a, a client' situation, the better they can advise them. So they understand the family dynamics and so forth. But there's another situation. We had a while back, new clients that we just took on, and they came in for a meeting, sat down on the couch, and before, I think I was able to say anything, they said, "Paul, I just want to let you know how much better we feel." knowing that things are taken care of. And that almost took me back because they said this before uh, before I did anything, uh, before I was able to say anything. So again, just a couple of things that I wanted to share with uh, advisors that really make me feel good that hopefully we're on the, the right track most of the time uh, for helping our clients. But let's go on now, Will. You want to talk about, you know, who we tend to work best with? Yeah, well... We'll, we'll
2: consider any situation both where we feel we can add value um there's some circumstances where we just can not add any value so there's no there's no point to us working together um, and where we feel we can build a mutually enjoyable relationship. So that's something as simple as if, if we're on the same wavelength, if we think we'll, we'll work well together on a personal level, because again, we have a very personalized approach. So that, that's important to, to both of us in establishing a new a new relationship. But we, we do our best work for Generation X, either business owners or, or Gen Xers with $500,000 of investable assets or a $200,000 gross um, household income. And we, we work with a lot of Gen X clients. And so we have a pretty good and unique understanding of the financial challenges that Gen Xers have. Um, for example, like a lot of them, I think, Paul, we, we find they're kind of the glossed over generation that move kind of like straight from baby boomers into Millennials and Generation X is kind of that sandwiched uh, generation which it's unfortunate because they have a lot of unique problems
1: Uh, well Generation X is generally they're at their peak uh, the peak earning years they have the most responsibility they're generally juggling family kids the kids education maybe they're helping them with their first home just helping them start a business maybe they have their own business and they're trying to maximize the value of their business. So because they they start to see retirement getting closer and closer. Yeah,
2: they're hitting leadership roles in companies. They're getting inheritances in some cases from parents that they don't know what to do with. Um, a lot of them are homeowners and still have a mortgage. So they're dealing with something like uh, the rising uh, interest rates, how to manage that in, in their budget. Um, so they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of.
1: Uh, financial problems and a real need for, for advice. And by the way, these people are generally smart, intelligent people, yeah. but they have the least amount of time. They got all this stuff going on in life. And, and, you know, the odd time we'll hear people say, you know, I'm just going to do all this myself. Now, whether they have the, the, the acumen for it or not, is a different story, but what happens, they got so much stuff going on. Maybe they try for a few weeks or a few months try and keep up with things and then they go i i don't have time for this and it just lets go and that's a recipe for disaster these people are very time sensitive they're busy with their family their business and all the sorts of things and by the way now because they're getting closer to retirement missing something or making a bad move can be a very expensive ordeal they can have a significant negative impact on their ability to retire or their ability to have control of their own life. And again, to have control of your life, you need cash. That's just the way it is.
2: The other so, thing all is with regards to retirement, a lot of the previous generations like baby boomers, quite a few of them had pretty generous uh, defined benefit pension plans that they could rely on for their retirement. And that's something that is becoming less and less common, um, particularly with the Generation X uh, age yeah. group. And as we move on into millennials, those typically don't exist anymore. There's a lot more defined contribution pension plans, which is a big difference uh, than the defined benefit plans. So, again, in terms of retirement planning, you you don't have that big uh, pension you can rely on typically. Some people do, but
1: most got don't nowadays. You got to take control of it. You got to take control of it. Right. <laughs> And by the way, you know, we're talking about characteristics of the people we, we work best with. These are people who understand that it's a long-term process. Uh, they're not looking for short-term gain. They're not looking at the market saying, well, geez, my account went up or down in the last month. Because they know that's not important. They're serious about securing a better future for them. And they're, they're open to new ideas and suggestions. And they're prepared to follow through with the plan. Let me get you that's, let's talk about some of the, the issues we've had in this in the past where we, you get together with a client and you've done the plan and they, you know, the the client and, and they want to, they want to go ahead and do this. But then we hear things like, Oh no, I want to put an addition on the house. Oh, I gotta, I want to put the kids to and all of a sudden the plan falls apart because it's not done. Yeah. Or perhaps they had uh, you know, some bad past experience uh, in investing. Here's something I've heard uh, uh, a few times before. Oh, my brother lost money or my mother lost money in the markets. The market's fixed. But once you delve a little bit further into that, almost every time what happened is this other person, whether it be a relative, whatever, bought some investment. Six months later, it went down and they sold it. That's not the market's fault. That's the person's behavior.
0: So So with that being said,
1: I I think it's time to wrap things up. Just want to let people know uh, just quickly. Next episode, we're talking about something really interesting. We're going to talk about the top 10 things that come up continually in client meetings. These are the the questions clients bring up with And so we're going to spend some time on that. The next episode And I hope everyone can listen in. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast
2: Uh, for even more valuable insights. You can follow both of us on our blogs, on our website or connect with both of us on LinkedIn. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter and you'll find all the links to our our blogs and social media pages uh, in the show notes. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul. And uh, and we'll see you. We'll uh,
1: see you next time.
0: This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.